0: lovely listeners, I'm Tara, your host. Welcome back to Scratching the Surface, where we talk all things real. If we talk about anything that you'd like to discuss further, or you have any feedback for me, please find my Instagram at Rainbow. I would absolutely love to hear from you. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. I'm here with lovely Maria Mooney um maria mooney health you are on instagram um i was with i did a session with maria way back i think we figured out that it was probably the end of march it feels like even longer ago so i'm definitely booking in i will be down in with maria next week (laughs) and that's a promise um but i suppose maria before we get into all the amazing stuff you were doing with me and my session and everything tell us a bit of background about yourself and how you know you've went from a teacher to know what you're doing so yeah just tell us a bit about yourself
1: yeah um i guess i always say mine started off my story started off i guess with a little bit of vanity but um really i was struggling from about 14 years 15 years old with um bacne which is a a gorgeous word for (laughs) (laughs) acne on your back it's (laughs) rotten people have called it bacne online but uh that was what my problem was i had like really quite severe acne and breakouts all over the top of my shoulders um and yeah it kind of got to the point where it was really sore um having my school bag on going to school Uh, but I think things kind of turned into more of an issue whenever it came to like Going out with friends or starting to wear, you know, like little strap tops or mm-hmm. going to the wee elk or whatever. God, it and when <laughs> we were
0: that age, yeah, if you did wear wee skimpy dresses and all, flip
1: sake, they are so lucky now. Nice. You know, you want to show off your shoulders. Who doesn't? Um, but yeah, my, I just was so horrified at my skin, and um, and definitely wasn't brought up in a family where we thought about root cause or where we were very aware of reasons why you know our bodies did certain things so naturally enough uh, my mum had tried out different topical creams we worked on that and nothing was really working did head and shoulders on my shoulder on my shoulder someone had told me that that would be a really good remedy as well didn't work unfortunately Mm. Um, went to the doctor and uh, as is often the kind of Go to would be to put someone on antibiotics just in case it was an infection. Yeah. So I had gone through um, a round of antibiotic um, to no avail. There was what well, there was nothing changing. So tried a different antibiotic, and this kind of went on throughout. Maybe I would say three or four different antibiotics. Again, knowing what I know now in terms of gut health, and I guess replenishing the gut after an antibiotic like was doing none of that because we weren't aware of that and um that kind of went on for i would say most of a year maybe half a year um and then i was recommended to try out different contraceptive pills now my doctor had told me that if i had started noticing headaches or anything like that to stop immediately um and to let him know which I did I started getting strange headaches and I think again didn't know why but there are if people are interested in the small print of, of pills not a lot of people are aware of really the risks or the side effects one of them is is clotting and making mm-hmm. sure that if you get pain in your body or your or your um headaches or anything like that to, to let your doctor know so anyway I got changed on to a different pill And as you can kind of tell, Tara, it just went... antibiotics pills, nothing was really working. I was, I guess, becoming more emotionally frustrated with everything. Totally. And, like, I don't know, did it affect my confidence that much? Probably. Absolutely. Absolutely probably. (laughs) It kind of, like, took over... You know, you're 15 years old, maybe Mm -hmm. 16 at that point. It kind of took over everything. It was, like... Tragic. <laughs> at <Yeah. the> time. <laughs> Remember
0: at that age, your ego is, yeah. whoa, is developing and yeah. you're trying to fit in so much.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's true. I know. And in hindsight, I'm like, gosh, it would have been a lot tougher if it was on my face. Well, but that was me.
0: That was my, actually, mine. Was on,
1: mine was on my face. Oh, gosh. Awful. Like, it's, it's so often, so common, do you know? Awful. But anyway, um, the doctor then. <sighs> He was like, Look, we've basically tried everything we can, and the next step would be to go to your dermatologist and go on a course of roacotine. So I did that. You would have had to go through the wee,
0: remember the wee spongy, stingy, stingy thing, dabbing that onto your spots and stuff before you're allowed to go for the roacotine. You have to do like a year of that.
1: I just remember many evenings in the living room people putting different things on my back like Aww. but anyway the rawakateen did a great job i was delighted mm-hmm. i also looked like a little prune going into uh, <laughs> university like anybody who's listening who has been a rawakateen yes well, me know, it's like dry lips <laughs> cracked awful. cheeks just awful. cracks and flakes my, my eyes and everything yeah. reflect and i swear oh just really what you're doing there is drying up the sebum so any sort of sebum in your in your skin has been dried up which is so effective because no oil means no clogged pores no spots that was great um until naturally enough the root cause wasn't addressed there so about a year and a half later then i started getting uh, acne on my face oh i was raging (laughs) and you at uni or something as well so i was at university at that point um Went back to the doctors, went on more antibiotics, just in case. Um, but it was probably... I remember I moved to Madrid um, after I qualified and I was out in a primary school teaching there. And I remember one night, just getting to the point, I think I had ran out of my antibiotics, so I was still on antibiotics even out there. Had ran out, obviously wasn't at home to get any more, mm. and was happy enough, I think, at that point maybe my body was just like we're done like we're not taking anything more Mm. and possibly frustration was just like I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. and I took out my laptop and I started googling probably for the first time which is really weird considering everything now started googling acne like natural cure or natural whatever and that was the first time uh, I really read an article on food and was like dairy this so this whole article was all about dairy and trigger foods so I gave it a shot I was eating a lot of like nice quality Greek yogurt at the time and milk over in Madrid and I think I came off all dairy and noticed things actually changed within about two weeks wow now there was also a degree of frustration there of it not fully going away Hmm. but I was encouraged because I did notice something um, and really, from there, Tara, that was the first time where, like, the penny dropped of, oh, like, what I consume and what I do to my body and for my body actually changes my health mm. and it changes my body and how how what it expresses. Yeah. And really, from there, I like dove headfirst into that rabbit hole and haven't looked back. Yes. <laughs> amazing and that was what age was I then like mm, that was probably about six years so like relatively like not long but from there I did three more years of primary school teaching
0: how long were you in Madrid four in total four and did you find that the sun did that help because I always found the sun really helped clear my skin up
1: um honestly it didn't it didn't resolve the issue yeah of course so potentially it did help things now i have to say like my back wasn't good my face wasn't like i've treated people and i've helped people with severe acne on Mm -hmm. their skin Mm -hmm. and on their face and i'm lucky in that sense that it was only moderate for me really mm-hmm. but um
0: i can say like your skin is absolutely stunning right now wow yeah, like you. no scars written like that so you're like um,
1: the scars take yeah, the scars take time the t- oh, scars probably took longer than the actual skin to clear but um yeah from there really that was four years in madrid i then amid all that was introduced to kinesiology through a friend decided over covid that I guess when everybody was kind of evaluating their lives and like what I want to do and is this it is this and as much as I really loved my life over Madrid my parents have were teaching for 40 years and happily really really enjoyed their careers for me it just didn't feel like that was it that that's what I wanted you know I couldn't envision myself for the next 40 years Mm -hmm. doing what I was doing I could have comfortably been doing it and i loved working with children but it didn't excite me the way health did you know I, I yeah. wasn't researching educational tools and how to you know plan my my teaching days at night time I was like looking up remedies for this wow. and how to eat this and yeah. how to you know
0: and it was for yourself as well you, yeah. you were thinking there has to be another way to live and while i'm also learning and also then teaching because what like whenever i went down the rabbit hole of health obviously because of my bloody cancer journey i was like what where has this all been hiding i must have listened to health podcasts i mean every day for about two years uh right i have journals and journals where i've just written out different things like little tips that i've picked up or whatever Mm -hmm and yeah now it just does become a way of life and you can't believe that you used to be so disgusting (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) like I used to be awful like for sugar I was a sugar fiend awful get me through the day yeah
1: yeah and I think that that's that's kind of the catch that a lot of people are in at the minute and like whenever Mm -hmm. people come in and there's so many people with like will say like I know I'm addicted to sugar Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know what to do about it it's helpful to kind of see it as a physiological pattern that you're in you're stuck in it so you're on that blood sugar roller coaster Mm -hmm. and like yes have compassion for yourself and also here's tools to make this easier because so many people will be like right that's it i'm a terrible person because i've been you know secret snacking on whatever else kit kats after work like i'm done and like in a way yeah if you don't buy it you're not going to eat it that's you know one tool that people use but if the craving is still there it's still your body communicating to you mm-hmm. like we we need something like mm-hmm. something is missing and generally mm-hmm. it's because your blood sugar has like plummeted mm-hmm. how did it get there how can we avoid that sort of like up down up down so it's kind of like i guess learning or understanding or having someone to help you with okay how can we actually resolve it rather than being so restrictive on ourselves, or it's mm. like we're not like this, or this, or this. Mm-hmm. That's a whole cultural thing, I think. For totally.
0: Sure. And even like just an intergenerational thing, like that was the norm. Like a lot of families, especially in low income families, they can't afford yeah. to buy the really healthy versions, or they maybe they just don't have the skills to cook the really healthy meals. Yeah. And there's a lot of salty, sugary. Ready meals and stuff like that going on. I mean, when I did work in Belfast as a family support worker, there was kids that they got a sausage supper, kids made every single night mm-hmm. from the chippy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Every night, mm-hmm. that's what they got. Yeah. So those wee kids, God knows, like now that they're anyway um older teenagers. It's like how, I wonder how they're doing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how yeah. their strength is and their exactly. energy.
1: And you know, and even if you look at like development cognitive development and emotional development and like how you need nutrients for that do you know but it all comes down again it's like whose fault is that is it theirs or is it the fact that they were never educated on that mm. do you know you
0: what know, do is it parents or is it actually just society yeah yeah
1: yeah you but, know but also you know like well who is society society is us society mm-hmm. is families mm-hmm. but very it's I don't know I don't see it as like the family's problem like we are the kind of ones and children and parents who are suffering from this but really the issue is like you you walk into a garage and like okay you want to get a snack what's available there's like totally seven aisles of bars crisps
0: Totally.
1: You know, sugary sugary drinks. drinks. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know, so when you look at like what we're being force fed, mm-hmm. it's not education on how to nourish your body. It's or how to build a plate in primary school. It's like, it's advertisements. It's TikTok videos about this drink or that. Do you know, food mm. is money, you know, oh, totally. All marketing.
0: All them big billboards of look as aid. Yeah. And it looks so nice. It's oh, bad. I need that right yeah. now
1: so do you know i don't know i just feel like it's comical ads on tv talking about like go walking get healthier it's like well maybe a better place to start would be looking at our shops Mm -hmm. or even you know canteens like can we look at that i'm still teaching on the side here at the minute and i'm looking at what kids are eating every day you know the fact that there's a dessert every single day and I know that that's all but you know they love it and yeah great to get children eating because we you know they need their calories too of course to learn but I don't know I just think bigger picture here it's like there's a lot of malnourishment and per per nourishment coming from a lack of education Mm -hmm. why are we not getting educated about it it's because there's you know economically maybe there's not much benefit to educating people on what's gonna be good for them. Maybe there's more money to be made on always comes on down snacks. to money. Do yeah. You know. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's a, a whole room. rabbit yeah.
0: hole that literally yeah, I think me and you could talk to the guys yeah. come home on yeah. all of that. And nearly getting wee spark of sparks of ideas here that we could definitely do. We collab somewhere down the line in the future. You know, you were saying about people have these cravings and things so you obviously do all that, uh, the talk on that and whatever. And then I could do the EFT of like, well, where is that coming from? Mm. Why are you emotionally needing to eat that? Why yeah. are you craving that? Ooh. <laughs> that
1: Putting
0: sounds, that out there. I
1: know, I know. And Cravens, <laughs> I had somebody in this week, actually, that was tormented with weight being a weight mm. on her emotional health yeah. and feelings of self-worth but then this like real conflicting strong feeling of like but I can't stop like I need to have that treat so when we got down to it it was like yes there's going to be a blood sugar issue there but also why do you feel you need that treat it's it's like emotional reward and it's like again from childhood what did you get when you were good what did you get when you were sad what did you get when you know things weren't going your way and you needed comforted so there's so much to unravel there
0: wow that's amazing that you do all of that in your job so I think let's take it back a little bit um so you said then you kind of got really interested because of your own story and your own needs tell us about getting into kinesiology itself and you know what even is it tell us what it is um you know what's the main things that people would be coming to you for um for me I was just recommended because obviously my tumour is on one side um, even I've I've got like a wee bit of symptoms on the other side then because that's what your brain does um Mm -hmm. and yeah I I literally went into Maria and honestly honestly since one one session and the pain like on the that side of my head where my tumour is and like the neck pain and stuff like has not been the same that was I was kind of gone actually for a while um and it's just whenever I get like really stressy or there's like a lot going on and I'm not getting enough sleep or whatever is it will come back but that's completely normal for anybody never mind having a brain tumor so yeah just tell us you know wow it's just it's so so interesting yeah
1: that's great by the way I didn't know honestly that. yeah right now I don't have a headache that's right so now weird. not at
0: all <laughs> <Woo>!
1: yay <laughs> um so I guess kinesiology really for people is a modality that addresses the whole of them and I know that there's so many holistic practices out there that will do this will do something holistic too but really for me so I went into or got into kinesiology because I had tried other things that perhaps dealt with my nutritional health I had worked with other practitioners in different modalities that were looking at the energy in my body Mm -hmm. there were people who were able to do possibly energetic work and also look at my emotional health Um, and then I had been to amazing practitioners who maybe with sports injuries I went to them and you know fixed me up I really wanted to find somebody or something that like asked me about how my day had gone, how my year had been going, mm-hmm. how were my bowel movements, how uh what did I eat? What did I do for work? What time did I get up? Did I exercise? How much did I exercise? Was everything too intense? Um mm-hmm. how were my relationships in my life?
0: Like Actual everything. holistic. Yes, like rather actually than, everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that I would be able to go in knowing that I was in a safe, comfortable space to literally talk about some issue with my best friend and how I felt that was contributing to nausea or mm-hmm. um, how I noticed that my acne was getting worse when I was training really hard at CrossFit or mm. whatever it was. And that, I guess, is what I then learned through through my training this idea we work with four elements so health in a nutshell is really a balance of your nutritional status so the chemical aspect in your body the chemicals or nutrition then also structural health so structurally your muscles bones ligaments you know trauma physical impact to the body your energetic health which is the in more Chinese medicine, but qi and the energy flow in the body, the meridians, that sort of, people are more familiar with it through um, acupuncture. Mm -hmm. and Special points on the body that can stimulate other areas, hands and feet, face. Um, And then that emotional aspect of, I guess that's where I learned, you know, different emotions have different different frequencies different vibrations they feel different in the body and different parts of the body are receptive and sensitive to these different emotions Mm. so there is a scale of i guess frequency or vibration and i guess the higher you know people have heard of this before i'm sure in other ways but the higher frequency emotions are going to be like joy gratitude um that's sort of idea. Joy and gratitude, gratefulness, being I guess one of the some of the highest ones. That sort of like moving toward this sort of yeah like consciousness. Yeah, and moving
0: forward and yeah, being as p- positive as you can yeah, be. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um. Whereas if you drop down that frequency frequency scale, that's quite low frequency. You're looking at like guilt and shame mm-hmm. really being the two heavier ones.
0: Um. So this is all part of your training in the kinesiology. Like that's kind of the bases, and then wow this is like that's so amazing that you retain all this information
1: well the the scale wow. i've seen the scale in terms of the frequency outside of kinesiology through different training but in our course and my kinesiology course what we were really learning was which i find amazing what are the emotions what are, what organs are sensitive to which emotion yeah so if someone comes in let's say with chronic lung issues yes we're going to look at their like immune system on a chemical nutritional level and um, we're going to look at their mineral status what how are they eating like are they fueling their immune system mm-hmm. through their food Basic lifestyle things like are they warm? Do they stay warm? Are they, you know, mold in the house? There's different, and um, there could be a parasite issue affecting their immune system. So, there's different things in terms of like that chemical balance. There could also be structural things, but also, and always in a session, what I'm looking at is okay, this is the organ system that's kind of calling out for help, they're struggling with a chronic immune. I want to know, okay, lung lung is sensitive to grief. So that's the frequency that lung is quite sensitive to. Have they been going through anything? Did something happen in the past that is still kind of trapped in their nervous system or their body? And this lung is kind of holding that for them. Wow. Potentially not able to let go of it. So grief, whenever we look at grief, it's this concept of like letting go. So has it has it pro- has it been processed or is it like still trauma stuck in the body there yeah. that's then causing this kind of down regulation of different organs and then ma- manifesting symptoms
0: and so that will actually then go into other organs the whole body
1: it can do of course I mean as you know like deep trauma depending on what it is and how the body. Perceives it or is not able to actually process it and get Mm -hmm. rid of it. There's so much shock that could lie in the body to Mm -hmm. the point where people, I mean, you know, your experience, Mm -hmm. Tara, with somebody else potentially could have left them uh, or yourself in a a really different, just different health. It could have been impacting on different organ systems because of that emotional weight and that emotional shock, energy that's still there how do we actually know it's long? how do we know it yes yeah, yeah
0: i was wanting to know that like because yeah. even you know that you something you said there made it so obvious that it all is so linked they mm-hmm. you know the social emotional like, social because you were saying if you're i think you said something about isolated or lonely or something like that your your friendships or whatever relationships aren't good there's something going on like that can actually affect your physical your emotional like wow
1: so yeah. one of the reasons well how do I know or how can I find out about that generally young people's especially their first treatment or the first session like we'll sit and talk so I get a good understanding of like where is this person coming from what have they experienced obviously what someone wants to share in the first mm-hmm. session because you need to build up trust with people too mm-hmm. but things can come out during the sessions as well that kind of give you another piece of the puzzle it's like a little jigsaw piece as you go with people you're gathering and gathering and gathering but i mean do you actually you
0: feel that from there what you're feeling
1: so no i don't feel the symptoms so the basis of kinesiology the kinesi part is movement the study of movement and kinesiology systematic kinesiology being muscle movement so what we do is we're testing muscles So this kind of sounds really bizarre and separate from what I'm talking about but basically every organ every muscle in the body is connected to a different vertebrae on your spine which then in turn is feeding different organ systems in the body. So you're you're looking at your nervous system there too. So what I do at the very start of every session is test different muscles of the body to get an idea of which are not switched on which are kind of spongy we might say that gives me an indication of okay it's this vertebrae also that might there might be something going on there maybe structurally Mm -hmm. it's out of alignment needs a bit of help Mm -hmm. but why we're testing the muscle is to get an idea of in essence what organ system is Mm -hmm. under energized Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean I could test your bicep and it might not be switched on like we would like it to be and that could be because you got a sports injury or you were in a car accident or something mm-hmm. and there is damage to the muscle mm-hmm. but very often there hasn't been any physical damage to the muscles so why is it not switched on mm-hmm. we're looking at then its connection to a different organ system and potentially that organ is actually needing support and the muscle is almost just the indicator mm. so It's really muscle tests and all these different muscles in the body to get an idea of the different organ systems that are under pressure or under-energized and then linking that to the emotion that it's connected to, the nutrition that that organ system really loves um, and just their symptoms. How can we match that to the symptoms? Wow. So as I say, you know, um, the different like anterior deltoid this muscle just on top of your your shoulder running down your arm that's one of the muscles for lung so people struggling to actually have whole strength Mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. okay we'll talk about physical trauma but then we're also going to look at like well have you had any colds or flus like how's your immune Mm -hmm. system has there been any we probably would have talked about grief at that point or any losses but yeah it's kind of just like zooming out and really like yeah the whole big picture
0: together and is that because it's so close to the lung
1: no it's because that the the vertebrae that it's connected to Mm -hmm. that it's that's almost like the nerve that's feeding that muscle is also feeding the lung wow so it's like that kind of connection
0: and is there such a big connection then with the hormones as well like as in kind of structurally of the body Does, mm. is that kind of
1: yep so we can test by kind of stimulating the glands the hormonal glands in the body wow and then testing muscle again you can use the muscle just as an indicator so stimulating different organ systems be it the hypothalamus pituitary thyroid is a really nice one to mm. test as well and using any sort of muscle to test to see, okay when we stimulate that does the body like it or not and mm. then why and then you dig and dig and dig how is their metabolism how is their energy is there something thyroidy going on wow. from there to go even deeper then let's say for example someone's thyroid the muscle there is a muscle connected to the thyroid as well so let's say we tested um that particular muscle which is the teres minor And it kind of we got an idea of like "Mm, thyroid or something going on here. They're also talking about having really low energy, um metabolism is slow. A lot of people talk about that, just relax like exhaustion with Mm -hmm. thyroid piece. Mm -hmm. Then what we want to do is think, okay, nutritionally, what does the thyroid love? Well, for some people, that might be a case of needing more minerals, be it selenium, um, copper iodine different things like that so then what we can actually do is place that on the body and keep testing the muscle until we get the kind of change that that we want
0: is that what those wee bottles are Yep. so they have them inside them and it's just glass that they're you know so that that can actually that, whoa yeah. explain and, that because that's <laughs> crazy like whenever you obviously that was like, the first time I'd ever had it and I was recommended it by a few people and I was like whenever you were there in castle I was like it's a sign mm-hmm. I need to go mm-hmm. <gasps> I was in awe like yeah. you were just lifting my arm up or whatever and with this wee yeah wee glass bottle only a wee tiny one like an essential oil nearly and you were like, able to say oh yeah okay good or not or like whoa yeah. what explain that
1: yeah so we use vials that have a solution of whatever vitamin or mineral or
0: um, or like copper and stuff yeah so, that's wow. a mineral. so
1: it's like a solution of whatever that we want to test for mm-hmm. you can also put the actual supplement okay. on the body so anything that comes into i guess that sort of the body's field or you're putting it on the body Mm -hmm. changes the indicator muscle Mm. so i remember my first kinesiology session whenever my kinesiologist was doing that i was like yeah she's just pushing harder like this isn't (laughs) this couldn't be and i completely get that it's it sounds like so mad putting something on your body how could your body react to something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. i guess the only way i can think of it is like it's like putting something in your body okay. you know but your body is sensitive to things that are in it on it around it and mm-hmm. because um, you actually touch the skin yeah like i you're... like to touch the skin Nice. Mm-hmm. some kinesiologists will place it as well some mm-hmm. kinesiologists are trained to actually put it in the mouth oh wow yeah um i place it on the skin personally that's the way I was trained Mm -hmm. and you'll feel it I mean maybe it's been a while since your session but very often that's when clients are the most shocked because it's Mm -hmm. like you've got normal power in your arm let's say that muscle and then all of a sudden you lose the power it's like it just switches it off temporarily Mm -hmm. so it's so helpful for people who come in and hear like I'm taking 22 supplements what should you know what is like garbage and what should I be taking yeah so helpful because like I've done it you know you see something on Instagram and you're like oh my god I need that shit. yeah you yeah. need it yeah
0: well that's what marketing's
1: for <laughs> yeah I'm mean, gonna feel so good once I get that and then you end up with a cabinet full of dung and you're like oh my god mm-hmm. like what am I meant to take here mm-hmm. that's you know some people will even bring in stuff and then i'm like great okay you don't have to buy anything let's just actually test and see oh. for what you're working with and what right. kind of okay under energy there is in the body what's actually gonna help so mm-hmm. just take this one or these two things mm-hmm. alongside let's talk about your food mm-hmm. um, and don't overburden your liver your mm-hmm. body taking so many supplements
0: well when you're just about to say about the liver that was one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I got obsessed about toxic load, overload, whatever. Yeah. Whenever, obviously, I was going through cancer treatment, I I literally, it was bad. It was actually really anxiety-filling because I was so obsessed about toxic load. Yeah. So, you know, part of your training, is that part of, like, your everyday, like, you think about that? Um.
1: Yeah. So, we learn about liver toxicity and... I guess, the main offenders and how to help people learn how to, I guess, ease the pressure. It's mm. um, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I, I think you're completely right. It can be quite anxiety-inducing mm-hmm. if you, especially if you're not feeling good mm-hmm. or you're unwell and you're mm-hmm. like, I've done this to myself. How can I, mm-hmm. you know, everything is toxic. Like what mm-hmm. I do, because the reality is, especially now, like there are a lot of assaults in the environment to our liver do you know be it cleaning products candles food sprays that the food have been sprayed with literally you know everything you can like makeup and different things that we're using Mm -hmm. so yes we were trained on liver toxicity how to i guess support the liver like you know some people talk about i find this really interesting this whole idea of like going on a liver detox or going on a detox yeah you don't have to make your liver detox your your liver is always detoxing Mm -hmm. so this idea of going on like you know a three-day just cleanse or something to detox your liver your your liver never stopped detoxing what you need to look at is why is your liver struggling to keep up Mm -hmm. with everything it has to detox so really the focus should be your environment and how can I lower that load rather than like how can I rinse my liver with a load of celery juice yeah (laughs) do you know yeah or clean your house with essential oils yeah (laughs) I do (laughs) and so yeah I guess I mean you can tell me Tara like what what are the little things that I guess you started with in terms of like Helping and deliver a load
0: yeah well I definitely I found like completely natural products even to wash my clothes in never mind then to clean the house um was constantly had about three diffusers on in every room of the house just to make sure the whole air was clean mm-hmm. um and then I now even now like I really don't like to take well things like that I just try to pre- I prefer to try and combat it with like healthy food, making and weak concoctions, whatever, because there's just too much um going on going on. Yeah. And I just I didn't want my well, especially when I was on like radio and had chemotherapy, like I I knew I could I nearly like, you know, you can nearly feel you mm. feel like you're you can feel as in it's like hurting your liver or something. Mm. I mean I've felt like that before when I had far much too much alcohol in the past you know and it's just awful and you know you're like overburdened it Mm -hmm. um so yeah just really trying to reduce anything like that I mean there's so many things I'm a bit paranoid like about loads of things I used to I didn't know any better but I used to use talcum powder to Mm -hmm. for greasy hair Mm -hmm. yeah me too that's really bad yeah no talk is really really bad um but anyway yeah so what we're all of this um is we're trying to rebalance we're trying to rebalance the body we're trying to find equilibrium i love that it's you know what see the thought of like a pendulum and i just think even for like that not even just for your your body your health whatever for everyone in life Mm -hmm. like my reprogram coming up like that's even if you think about like the relationship kind of step and your people that you're um, interacting with and your circle and whatever and that's Mm -hmm. that your community circle and the wider circle you want there that a lot you always wanted to be on that balance and that pendulum to be at least kind of centering and if not centering you don't want it to be whoa swung up there
1: yeah and do you know people typically how they kind of work with me would be quite frequent at the start get things under control or to I guess have that closer support in terms of lifestyle changes or mm-hmm. nutritional changes mm-hmm. or emotional changes like yeah. that's massive um, and very often when you're going through those changes there's kind of like a body can go through it, it's releasing a lot of different things be it physically or how that sort of release of different emotions that maybe the body's been holding on to how that manifests and like physical things too so maybe it would be that people would see me you know every two weeks or every week or every three weeks or so for a few sessions but as you say a pendulum swinging then it's lovely when people get to the point where it's like I'll have a like an MOT, I call it, or just like a check in. Yes, yes. Maybe yes. every three months or four months. Yes. And it's just a wee check in of like, just evaluating really mm-hmm. how is my body, how's my energy being, how's mm-hmm. my sleep, mm-hmm. how's my emotional health, mm-hmm. how is, you know, how are my goals going in career or family or. You know, it's. I just think it's a beautiful way for people to kind of zoom out mm-hmm. and step back and be asked those questions rather than feel silly or distracted. You know, when they try oh. to do it at home,
0: feeling all the things. <laughs> because honestly, like I feel like we've. You know, it's been obviously we're different people and different life stories and whatever, but like we've been on this journey and we're both we're learning, we're curious, we're always we're always going to be curious, but we now know so much better for ourselves and we actually just want to share it with other people then and like for me just what you were saying there I'm like oh my goodness yeah like whenever you start to even look at one part of yourself so for me obviously the cancer diagnosis made me it made me look at my health and my what I was putting in my body and things but actually it's more than that now my entire life is different like my relationships, how I speak to people, how I want people to speak to me, mm-hmm. my boundaries that I'll put in place, things I'll say no to where I used to feel like I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Everything is changed. Yeah. Everything is better. Yeah. For you know, for, from one thing like it might sound crazy, but my cancer diagnosis is actually the mission for me to become a better person. Everything for life
1: to kind of up level in a sense. Totally yeah and i think you know once you i guess invest your energy or your time into your health Hmm. it's this feeling of like okay well what else can i make yeah what else can i up level what else can improve Mm -hmm. um and i actually had this conversation with somebody um during a session a few days ago but we were talking about the struggle with people that find it really hard to make change. Mm-hmm. And I totally get that. Like I've worked with so many people who like, jump on to anything that I recommended. And everything is like, yes, let's go, let's do it. And the improvements are brilliant because energetically they're ready and they're in that space. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with so many people who just don't hear from again because maybe it's just not the right time mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. again completely fine mm-hmm. um, and there could be so many different reasons why why they don't feel ready maybe to make changes be it lifestyle or with their food or their relationships with others I guess you just have to honor that like you know everybody has their time and whenever they're ready you're ready but definitely I think that with doing things for your body and for your health there's a massive need for things of worthiness to do yeah. it for yourself yeah and I think the kind of baseline for any self-improvement or any health changes do I feel like I'm worthy of actually looking after myself mm-hmm. well, for a lot of people maybe that just wasn't the culture when they were growing up mm-hmm. or no one kind of taught them how to, or the norm was to just kind of see their health and their body as like something kind of annoying and separate. Yeah. So I think that's, again, when I'm working with people, maybe that's just the work that we do for the first few sessions is like, there's no point in us being like, right, well, let's <laughs> let's look at your blood sugar. It's like, well let's look at feelings of like self-worth and Mm -hmm. how do you care for yourself and can we get you to a point where you feel like I you know I want to do this for myself and I deserve it so definitely I think that with health you know there's not a laziness piece there people might view it as a laziness piece but I don't I don't think there's a laziness or like you know I think it's a reluctance potentially because just feeling like i should do this for myself and i'm you know i'm worthy of it so i, I think there's a lot of like a lot of emotional stuff with i love
0: that because that's you're treating the whole person and i think that's what i've learned kinesiology is you're looking at the whole person feelings or emotions what's maybe holding them back from looking after themselves why they just don't have that motivation mm. and that's that's perfect that's what needs everybody needs a bit of care like that mm-hmm. way. You know, whatever you were saying that what was coming in my mind was you asking people, how's your heart today? How is your heart? How are you? you know, that's what I was kind of visioning there. Mm-hmm. Um like Maria, I could literally chat and chat and chat on about the body and everything you know gut everything but I think this will maybe even play into um. you recently now a lot more recently you have been doing a lot on your skin journey we did kind of t- touch on that at the start um. but there's so many layers to that and there's so many off things to that so what for you what's the main what's the priority when you're thinking about skin Tell us a bit about what you're now doing for clients to do with skin.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's. I will kind of. I know. How can we condense this? There's a lot. Bullet you here if I can <laughs> with like my idea of skin health in a nutshell. Hmm. Um. But of course, being the kinesiologist that I am, like I'm looking at it from those four four themes again. So skin health as a marker of your nutritional health. Perfect. it's kind of the most obvious one that people go to mm-hmm. skin health as a marker of your physical structural health which would be kind of lesser known your um, emotional health which is also kind of a gray area for people and then your energetic health so how i work with people really is through a six month program and the reason why it's people think what six months that's so long yes but also that's how, like skin takes so much time absolutely people now you know I've a few people on who after maybe one month were starting to notice changes which is great and sometimes people kind of improve really quickly at the start plateau and then it's kind of that deeper lifestyle changes that's gonna continually clear up you know cycle after cycle let's say even um, always one-to-one yeah so people will go Really, there's two options. People can work online with me, so 100% online, or some people which go 150% online, sorry, and then 50% kinesiology treatments, which is very helpful because we can bring that element of testing into it to Mm -hmm. see, okay, specifically for you. You know what are the kind of minerals or nutrients that your body is kind of needing mm. we can also do a lot of the emotional release through the body in sessions and work the energy lines get energy flowing so i love that but i also have, i also wanted to have something for people who um who weren't in the country perhaps or just too yes. far away so skin health really what i'm looking at um I'll start nutritionally because that's kind of the big one. With skin health you are looking at the overall inflammation in the body Mm. a massive chunk of that is going to be your gut. So gut and inflammation as people have probably heard um, is kind of like a known link your gut will express itself through the skin so if there's any sort of um, issues with uh, inflamed bowels or pathogenic um, issues like if there's a parasitic infection or parasite rather if there's a viral infection going on in the body if they have bacterial overgrowth SIBO as some people know it as and um, any of those things may result in acne so I'll put my
0: 50p in here when I was a teenager like I said already I was a sugar fiend mm. I was constipated like nothing ordinary I mean I did not go to the toilet and I thought this was great actually like <laughs> I would go on holidays and stuff with friends and whatever and never go to need to go to the yeah. bathroom that we were all sharing yeah. or whatever this was great yeah right like I had really bad spots really yeah. bad skin yeah and actually that's why because yeah. my gut was screaming at mm-hmm. me
1: so maybe in your case you know with so much sugar coming in you're looking at your your blood sugar level being up and down mm. all the time. So you're kind of looking at more of like a hormonal piece there. Of, um, whenever your blood sugar spikes, you got that like cortisol, that like mm. buzz, and then you're coming down off it. So even if your day tends to be kind of speckled with, um like little biscuits or buns or digestives or definitely used to be you know (laughs) anything that people are eating all the time Mm -hmm. and they're struggling with skin issue it's Mm -hmm. like your blood sugar potentially is up down up Mm -hmm. down which causes massive inflammation Mm -hmm. generally in the body which could also be if there's a gut issue going on there is just like making that worse Mm -hmm. so it's like exacerbating any sort of gut issue now the constipation piece is interesting because again if the gut is unhappy, be it because there's maybe not enough of different nutrients or roughage or you're not getting the kind of minerals to kind of get mm. the gut activated. All of the stuff that your liver is trying to detox is not actually getting it. It's not making it to the toilet. It's mm. still in you. So you've, you're you yeah. holding on to all of these toxins yeah, for the too bloat. long. The
0: bloat is awful.
1: <laughs> exactly. The bloat... Um, <sighs> just feelings of uh-huh, constipation uh-huh. and so okay it's not going through the bile so how else does your body like to detox through the skin so that's where that sort of um, makes so movement, much sense. skin link
0: comes in really does yeah so
1: any real issue in terms of you know pathogenic issues parasites virus, you know bacteria all that can like be one of the reasons that you could be suffering from acne How do you look at that? Um, We would be looking at like microbial herbs or other nutrients that actually act as like a natural antibiotic or a natural way to kill off viruses or rebalance the gut. Um, So again, we're going to test for that and say, okay, well, what does your specific body want to kind of manage that? Now, on top of that, nutritionally, then what I want to know is like your mineral status. Um, are you hydrated? When I say mineral status, I mean like the salts in your body—potassium, so sodium um, but also things like magnesium, mm-hmm. um, zinc, copper. So um, when you're saying what your body wants or needs
0: or yeah. whatever, is that supplements supplementing mm-hmm. then where that needs it? Is that foods? Is that you know what you should be doing for yourself then?
1: Yeah. So ideally. I like to I guess educate and guide people on how to nourish themselves Mm -hmm. with mineral rich foods perfect the reason being that foods that are mineral rich any foods really have the perfect balance of minerals for our body Mm -hmm. and we need to be really careful with minerals because if I were to put someone on zinc and say okay take x amount of milligrams of zinc a day all of the minerals work together so if you're a really high dose of one mineral that's going to displace other minerals mm. so it really is like you need to be so careful with supplementation that you're not completely nailing one vitamin or mineral and that's actually having a negative effect on the other, wow. other See, that's what i
0: think a lot of people wouldn't know yeah completely like you were saying about you see these ads and it's like oh get your magnesium today and then actually that could be yep okay take a load of
1: zinc Mm -hmm. take a load of it's like how are we meant to know what how much our body needs so by going for um and investing in i guess really mineral heavy mineral rich foods it's like perfectly encapsulated for you Mm -hmm. in that so you kind of just that's where i start with people with acne yeah, so my favourite, my go-to supplementation in terms of, like, outside of food, again, would be, like, food supplements. So the first one that I absolutely love is beef liver. And people are like, Ugh, what? And I get it. You know, beef liver has a very strong taste. And I've tried myself taking it as a food. And it just didn't do it for me. I wasn't brought up with liver. So Ugh. my palate really is not used mm-hmm. to it. No. So I take... A encapsulated beef liver which is the cattle from kill i know the farmer and then um trevor a guy in cold rain who dehydrates and encapsulates the beef liver but wow. also seaweeds
0: oh yeah perfect yes. so
1: two too amazing and to be honest anybody who's listening who's like mm, i feel like i need something mineral wise for my skin those would be the two that i would say don't worry about the mineral levels in that because they're both natural so beef liver perfect for vitamin a which is the main ingredient in roacatine why it does oh, such a good job right yep. wow so but this is the natural oh, form that's so good to know yep so beef liver such a rich supplement for vitamin a but then you're also getting different minerals um like a whole host of minerals in that and seaweeds which you can get um Either to add to your food, or if you don't want to taste it, like me, just take them as a little capsule, mm-hmm. like multitude of vitamins as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, vitamins and minerals. But um, yeah, so food-wise, what you're really looking at is first of all, is there anything in the gut that shouldn't be there, or that's too that's overwhelming for the other, you know, the good bacteria, I guess. And then also looking at how do we how do we balance that, but then how do we add in and supplement maybe minerals and vitamins um, and balance your blood sugar through like a gorgeous diet
0: so then Maria what is the other pillars to do with your skin and?
1: yeah so I kind of went into lots of detail there about the nutrition and the chemical but one of the, the other pieces that really were missing from me whenever I was trying to figure out how to clear my acne was like my emotional state and the energy in my body Mm. structural didn't really as far as I know it wasn't like a big issue for me it might be for other people but really what was kind of causing I think upon reflection a lot of the issues with my skin was like massive burnout yeah I was like trying to do way too much like I was definitely and probably still am but try to do a lot of things yeah all of the time mentally
0: and physically yeah. like it's in your brain never stops exactly oh i totally get that yeah. the fatigue yeah. and then that really does affect your skin yeah
1: so i really encourage people who like i guess who are struggling with acne and they've tried all of the topical creams and their diet is quote unquote perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> or like whatever that is for you it's like are you like a massive adrenaline person like, are you constantly fueled on cortisol? Yeah. Is your job? Are you going from like gym session in the morning to walk the dog to work to back in the car to meeting with friends to? Do you know? Is your coffee consumption massive? Tea consumption massive? Um, are you really struggling with like emotional boundaries with mm-hmm. people? Like leaky energy, kind of giving your time far too much time to maybe people who don't return it or Mm. struggling to say no so i guess that emotional energetic piece is what i love going over with people because yes acne very often is like a manifestation of their gut health or their inflammation but a big contributor to your gut health and your inflammation is like your where are you putting your emotional energy Mm. are you trying to get it all done do you feel guilty if you're like resting do you you know find it hard when your period comes to like take a day off or Mm. do you know so it's all of these kind of wow energy leaks that end up manifesting in the body and then coming through in the skin
0: you're literally speaking to younger tara yeah i swear and younger (laughs) wow like wow, wow wow and you know you're i know we're kind of talking about skin and like acne and stuff but actually it's not just that it's the wrinkles that I am now destined to have forever and it's like you know the dark a lot of people get quite dark yeah. under their eyes and yeah. things and it's just even that gray kind of skin and whatever exactly
1: like a paleness yeah in some people it's really like your body is expressing the energy in you mm-hmm. on a physical level but also your energy is your emotion and mm-hmm, it's how you interact mm-hmm. with people, it's your perspective on life. Yeah, it's all so connected. Feelings purpose. Mm-hmm. This all contributes to your skin health and how your body your body oh, shows up. Feeling
0: that, I'm feeling that
1: the fourth pillar structure structural, which truthfully I haven't really had to deal with that with people. Um but it's always something that we look at just in case it is. So what's that? Structural is really um your i guess your spine hips jaw Mm. um i mean structural to be honest could be looking at their lymphatic system so i do a lot of work on that and is there the lymph the toxic clean out you know are there cells being cleaned and is that lymph being moved around or Mm. is there things stuck like around the jaw area potentially causing a lot of congestion around Mm. the jaw
0: so you might see a lot of inflammation uh congestion and stuff
1: um it can show up as puffiness in people but it can also show up with like stiffness soreness oh, okay yeah but um yeah i guess for that like gua sha if you've ever seen gua sha it's like a guasha stone is really helping oh links.
0: yes or there's the only
1: rollers yeah, exactly yes that's actually a lovely way to oh, help nice. skin health through. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: lovely Oh, Maria, like, I just want to chat to you for another hour. But, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll call it a day for now. And will you come back on another Absolutely. time down the line? Okay, Absolutely. fab. Thanks so much. Um, Maria, do you want to just tell the listeners where they can find you if they're not already following you?
1: Yeah, so I treat people from Port Sturt and from Ballycastle. Um, so probably the best way to find me is on Instagram or Facebook at Maria Mini Health. Um, people then go ahead and re- read more about what I do and how to book is all on my website which is www.mariaminihealth.com
0: Oh and it's a beautiful website I really love Thank it, you. your photos and the <laughs> colour and all, it's very grounding it really is so- um, Okay well thanks so
1: much and yeah I hope you've all enjoyed Thank you